I'm Tammy McCarthy. And I'm Becky Fleischer. We're two soul sisters on the front lines of growth and transformation, getting real about it all. You know, sometimes we're totally in our woo-woo groove, walking on light. Yep. And other times, we lose our footing and end up tripping over those very same rays of sunshine. That's That's woo-woo in the real world. On this show, we're giving you an inside look at all the healing practices and mindfulness that we use and how we integrate them into our lives. Yep, we're talking to interesting people who can help us along the way as we look at some of the woo and wild things that make us go, hmm. We hope that you'll join us. Living Living woo-woo in the real world. Welcome back to Woo in the Real World. We're here on vacation in between Christmas and New Year's. We're on Zoom here. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Becky. Wow. I know. Well, we were just doing a little preamble about our holiday and catching up. And I hope everybody out there who's listening had a great holiday. Yes. Um, And, you know, it's a great time also to just check in with yourself energetically, right? Right. We're around relatives, we're around exes, we're around our kids' friends, and maybe our kids too long. <laughs> um, you know, too much together time. Still juggling and, you know, visitors and guests and, um, you know, and it, it takes a, it takes a toll on a mama, that's for sure. It does. That is a fact. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those things also seep in together and weave together. And plus, we're like in this weird, like, time between Christmas and New Year where it's also like what day is it and what hour and like (laughs) yes and I um I met up with a friend yesterday so I had to take my son Luke uh to a friend's place um in Chappaqua and then I was meeting up with a friend in Katona um near you which is why I was like if you're at the bungalow Uh Um, and anyway so but I did this crazy thing where I actually arrived a half an hour before I was supposed to meet my friend. And I, it was like a found half an hour, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like between when Luke needed to be somewhere, when I needed to be somewhere. And instead of like feeling like I had to fill up that time, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to park. I'm going to sit in my car and I'm going to have this serene moment. And I'm just going to meditate for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was different. That was fun. And it helped to just like ground my energy and make me more present. And, you know, I had a fun night. (laughs) That's so good. That is so good. I love that. Like grab the time where you can. And, uh, you know, we were chatting right before we got on the, before we hit record here for the episode. Um, you know, I haven't really celebrated Christmas on Christmas day Mm -hmm. in a really, really long time. Um, usually I'm with my family, my kids are Jewish and my ex-husband's Jewish. So we, we celebrate Hanukkah, which overlapped with Christmas this year. So very nice. Um, and this year on Christmas, you know, I woke up and my kids are asleep and I'm alone. And, um, part of me was just like, I should be sad, you know, that I'm not like, there's not more going on on Christmas. And, you know, now I really kind of do want a tree again and all the, the things. Yeah. Um, but instead of kind of jumping into that, like I really did, I decided to do some yoga. I did yoga. I did my morning pages. Like I always do. Mm-hmm. I did my yoga. I did a great meditation. And then I just texted a friend and I was like, listen, it's freezing cold outside, but we're, we're actually up in the cat skills where we know how to, to dress appropriately <laughs> for the cold. So I was like, let's just layer up and go for a walk. 
And I'm so glad I did because we had the best walk. We talked the whole time. We were outside. It was gorgeous out. It was cold, mm-hmm. but it was gorgeous. Um, and it just really reset my mood. And it just made me also, um, then I also ended up having impromptu drinks with two friends. And I got back at the end of the day and I was like, actually, this may be the fullest I have felt on Christmas in a really long time because I just, like, sometimes you have to remind yourself of like the love you have in your life and the people that are there for you and um, to call to call on them when you need, you know, when you need a friend to go on a walk with you and to say, you know, let's go. Um, and to be reminded, which, which it was a good reminder for me of this past year of like how many awesome people there are in my life and how they have risen up to really support me and help me through hard, hard times, hard years. Um, so it was a great, it ended up being a really great Christmas. That's awesome. Yeah. Now we're launching off into 2023. I know I'm so ready for it. I'm ready for it. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It feels different. It does. Mm-hmm. It really does. And I, I'm a little nervous to say that because the last time I said this year, <laughs> this year feels really different. I feel a lot of energy coming into this year uh-huh. was 2019, which was correct. I did feel a lot of energy coming in and it almost snapped me right in two because it was very challenging energy. I just didn't know that that's what was coming. But mm-hmm. my astrologer told me that this energy coming into this year is very different and it's good and it's healing and, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm like here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I definitely feel it. Um, and talking about shifting, I mean, uh, so we spent some time with usually archetype, um, as part of this episode and, um, we each have had individual sessions with him now mm-hmm. at this point, we've worked with him in a group setting and then he did this cacao ceremony um for the two of us which um if anybody is curious about a cacao ceremony um you can watch it on youtube we put we're going to put the full ceremony there but it is a um, heart opening it opens the heart chakra um practice or ceremony that you took us through which also included uh you know a sound bath and sound healing um in the style of, of his work, which is pretty amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've done this, the Tibetan and the crystal sound bowls and those concerts that our friend Holly does. Um, and we've done them in and Conan Hall and various places. Um, and those are amazing. Um, but, but Yuge is different. So Yuge brings a lot to it, to the experience. Um, and the healing modality using different types of instruments like drums, um what is the long instrument that it's a um, it's some kind of maybe we should find out we should find out I don't know what it is I almost want to call it a didgeridoo but I don't Mm. think that's a fun word didgeridoo it is a fun word maybe I just wanted to say that yeah but all of this is about you know shifting energy um Mm -hmm. and really moving any kind of blocked energy along our seven energy centers of the body, right? Absolutely. And so, yeah, we did have, we have had our own private ceremonies with him. And so we thought we have an interview for you, which is we're getting ready to, we're going to cut to that. So we recorded that separately, but we wanted to do this kind of preamble for everybody um, just to kind of set the stage of our own experience of working with Yuge, 
Mm. because we talk to him about his background and, and what he does. So he'll give you more information about that, but just kind of yeah. what our experiences were and how we walked away from those um, and, and what they did for us. So just kind of in a little nutshell, I don't know if you want to go first, Tammy, or you want me to jump um, in? I kind of talked about my personal experience um, in the last episode. So maybe you oh, should pick right. off. That's right. You did. I forgot because you had just seen him when we recorded that last one. Major root chakra Mm -hmm. stuff and shifting that happened um, that I continue to feel the benefits from um, and kind of just work on and integrate more deeply for sure. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, I am still um, marinating on something you said in our last episode, which was the the concept of subtle healing. Mm. You know, ever since you've said that, it's just so spot on and and so accurately describes most of the processes that I kind of go through personally. Mm. Um, And I feel that way for with Yuge. It has been so layered. I mean, how many, it's been like, what, a month since we saw him? It was the end of November when I did my session with him. Yeah. Um, And I will say, so I, the timing got a little messed up with our sessions, but I did my session with him. And just so that people just like, we always want to give you guys the inside scoop of things. Right. Um, when I was doing my session, like, honestly, I didn't know if I was falling asleep or if I was like going to a really deep meditative state, I couldn't really tell. Um, and I, I'm not sure that it matters actually, because I think what he is doing is what he's doing. And um, right. and you're to I receive mean, or- nervous system was probably just so chilled out by the work he was doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I've also heard people say that if you fall asleep during meditation, mm-hmm. that's okay, because that's what that's what you needed. Right. And um, and someone had said once, like, we go, we get anesthetized to have surgery. And we have surgery to heal something. Right. And so sometimes and that's like going to sleep is exactly what you need to let, you know, spirit or whatever needs to come in to do its work. So yeah. I don't really actually, I don't, I let myself off the hook now from now on, if I fall asleep, I'm like, I needed to fall asleep. That's what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we finished and I actually had to like run to get my son from school. <laughs> like, hello, real world smacking yeah. right up against my yeah. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so we didn't really get a chance to debrief personally. Mm-hmm. And so Yuge was like, you know, I'll send you some notes about kind of what I was, uh, what I saw and what I worked on, um, and everything. And so I was like, okay, great. I, I really look forward to seeing the notes. I can't wait for the notes. And then, you know, he got really busy and then I got really busy and mm-hmm. it was just a couple weeks before I got the notes. But in the time between when I hadn't gotten the notes, I legit was like, you know what? I just need to unhook from needing the notes. I just, I I don't need the notes. Like I just need to trust that whatever happened happened. And I don't, I don't need his feedback, I guess. I I need to just trust my process and that it's going to play out the way it needs to play out. And, um, what, what he saw and experienced is not important apparently, or I don't need to know or whatever. So I, I just felt this need to unhook. And then the most hysterical thing is when he sent me the notes, the notes were basically, I'm kind of like looking at them right here. Yeah. It's like he cleared a lot of attachments based on people, like people in my life. And like, mm-hmm. um, basically it's like, like, don't, don't distract yourself 
with other people's opinion or other people's experience of you or their opinion of you or their experience with you like that's theirs and um it was basically the exact thing that I had told myself before I got the notes from him which was like unhook from needing his information and How just cool like I is- know right yeah. that is so cool <laughs> blew my mind I was like this is the craziest note that I've gotten um because I had kind of gotten myself there. So clearly whatever he was doing, and he, he'd put a whole lot more in there and there's a lot for yeah. me to unpack in there, which is actually super helpful. Yeah. Um, but the fact that I had already started moving, like mm-hmm. he clearly had shifted something in me. He had cleared some energy in me where I had already started kind of moving toward, I don't need this from him to be able to move forward in my healing. Like right. I, I, I know I've got what it takes. And basically that's what he said. So mm-hmm. it was like, that's wild. That's wild. I mean, I love the synchronicity of that. I love that you had that experience. Um, and, you know, look, it's all about clearing and shifting and doing the inner work, right? No sure one can is. come along and it's like, I have this little selenite wand here, right? It's like, I can't bring this in like, here, Becky, here, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's a tool. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like each of us has to do the inner work. Right. And it's, I'm laughing to myself because I literally saw, um, I I read something by like one of these spiritual teachers, um, like their social media feed, which is just like this great message. And I was just like, I can't even remember what the message was because the very next screen was what I'm basically saying is like your spiritual journey isn't just reading these memes right? <laughs> yeah. It's actually getting out there and doing like, yeah. 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 It's and what it's, happens when your I, spiritual like, journey that. comes smacking <laughs> up against the real world. And like, how does that? Totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, people like you are just um, these incredible light workers that have these gifts that, mm-hmm you know, for whatever reason and where you are on your path, I think we meet the people that are there to kind of show us the way on our journey. Mm -hmm. Right. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, like we have free will, it's our own choice. You know, um, there's this guy too. I don't know if you've ever checked him out. His name's Kyle Cease. I don't think so. So he used, and he kind of still is, he was a professional comedian on like, you know, Comedy Central and whatever. And now he is, um, and I actually went to one of his things in New York. Um, He does this thing called Evolving Out Loud. Hmm. And he's a transformation kind of spiritual comedian now. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's incredible. And and his work is incredible. Um, And you know, he, he kind of, I saw something that he posted the other day, which is he did this very funny video of, um, you know, his wife wanted him to go to this gathering and it was going to be spiritual people who were all like awakened and in this higher consciousness. And, um, you know, and it's kind of what we talked about at social wellness, like back in October. Right. Um, and you was part of that experience. It's just, you know, it's not about going in these groups and with this particular spoof it was about um 
well, that's a sign. Or did you see the way the bird? And we talk about these signs too, right? But then you could get uh-huh. so caught up in it that just like everything is a sign, right? Right. And then you're paralyzed. <laughs> right. You know, and mm-hmm. his whole message was, okay, guys, okay, but your choices, your life, you know, and he, there was this list of, it's like you, you are <laughs> a factor here. And it's like, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what this real world thing is, right? It's like, we're, we're dipping into the woo woo. We're working on ourselves. We're empowering ourselves, but then we're also dealing with life. Absolutely. And it's like, and yeah, you want to deal with life. You want to live life to the fullest. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so you just cool. You very cool. And I'm excited for everybody to hear his interview and to, Check out the cacao ceremony if they want to get that bonus footage. Um, that will just be on YouTube. So there's not really a good way to make that just a podcast. Yeah, so totally. It's, it's such a visual uh, experience. So we just made that one for YouTube. So you can head over there at Woo Woo in the Real World. Teaser. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll put a little visual in a teaser or something. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Sophia, make sure we get a teaser out for everybody on Instagram. I guess it's probably also a good time to let everybody know that we do put stuff out on our Instagrams and mm-hmm. you're at Kahlo Collective. Yes. I am at The Intune Experience. Mm-hmm. And then we also have personal ones, but those are our kind of business ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can always go there to see things and different highlights and stuff. If you're not following us there, you can keep up with us there and message us and like know what you're like and share and comment so that you know yeah. we love the feedback i mean we've yeah. been getting some great feedback which is amazing um and it's great to hear what's resonating and mm-hmm. i personally would invite people to just get in touch with us and let us know what do you want to hear what do you want to work yeah. on what are you curious about that we could help you figure out yeah Happy absolutely yeah, I would. I agree with you. I think if if you want to slide in our DMs and let us know, where would we would love to explore stuff that that you want us to explore, or if there's something you experience and you think we should experience it, yes, let yes. us know that too. We're all Share about the movie it. with us. Oh my god, yes, That'd be exactly. So fun. <laughs> Great. So should we ju- jump over to the interview with you? Let's do it. Awesome. Welcome back to Woo Woo in the Real World. I'm Becky Fleischer. And I'm Tammy McCarthy. And today we have a special guest with us. Huge the Archetype is here. And I'm so excited to introduce you to everybody Hello, today. Everybody. How are you today? <laughs> Out in the real world. In the yeah. The real yes. world. Um, so, Huge, um, tell everybody. Uh, so, on the show, we talk about different healing modalities, mm-hmm. um, and Becky and I had the chance to experience you, you together right. um, at an event we did called um, the Soulful Social right, right. at the end of uh, October, which was amazing. Totally amazing. Um, <laughs> so, we introduced you that night as a sonic alchemist. So, let's talk about that a little bit, but before we get into that and what we did at that event and what in general um just tell everybody a little bit about yourself you came here today from new york city first of all right so born and raised from queens multidisciplinary artist visual arts music has always been my first love and it just kind of spiraled into other studies and practice of life from anything from science to math to holistic health as my adolescence just you know carried me into that type of experience where you know um it's kind of condensed into these forms and practices with sound with psyche with uh, somatics 
with um, even now, with the past recent years, integrating into the medicine community with uh, certain plant medicines for me to share and educate people on, as well as it very much being tied with um, indigenous culture, mm -hmm. which is very important these days in terms of revering it and understanding why um, certain types of colonialization is um, important to educate ourselves on how cultures are appropriated because there's a lot of uh, spiritual trends and spiritual wellness things that are really coming into pop culture you could say or like just um, in terms of conventional ways of coming together so I like to educate people on these things so however we integrate as people from all over the world we're respecting each other's ways and understanding history and lineage of things and I think that's the most important thing is just Absolutely. respecting everyone's walk of life yes mm -hmm. for sure mm -hmm. yeah so wait let's start with your name first of all yes so your name is huge which is spelled y-u-j yes but it's an acronym right it's also an acronym okay so tell folks the meaning of your name and how you came to be huge okay so just gonna let y'all know that um given name is eugene and then around middle school it turned into huge but the way i spelled it was y-o-o-g-e Spell also did graffiti a lot back then. Uh -huh. So people looked at it and said, Yogi. I'm like, no, it's huge. Or they're like, oh, Yogi the Bear. I'm like, no, no, no it's huge. So that kind of went on for a while. And then I finally went to India um, around 2016. And I'm like falling asleep half in class. And my teacher's like, oh, there's another word for yoga. What is it? And she goes, oh, it's huge. So she oh. writes it, Y-U-J. And I just perk up. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, it means to unite. And it's uh, really interesting because my name in Korean, I'm also Korean, and my name in English they all have this essence and um, emphasis on good energy, things coming together well. So you just, just cool like a, another that? kind of, cool. it's like a cookie trail for my soul, you know? Like yes. when I came to it's like, remember, 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 and then huge just stuck. And once I embodied that, I realized that energy of unifying, um, good things coming together, harmony, mm -hmm. um, is also in the spelling phonetically when we put it into an acronym. So it stands for Your Universal Journey. And then what that kind of entails is the whole archetype of the sacred mirror. And what makes a mirror supposedly sacred in this poetic way is that when you look into a mirror, you see yourself. But with a sacred mirror, you're seeing all parts of yourself, things beyond just your personal identification. It's, you're seeing the divine within. Because when something is sacred, it's honoring the divine. So I like to uphold that space of when people connect with me. When people reflect that they can really tune into their own divinity, really tune into their own presence of infinity. So uh, I like to uphold that in my presence with people. So that's a little bit more about my name, I guess. Yeah, yeah. very cool. More I than love a little that. bit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, so the experience that we all shared together um, for the Soulful Social, right. um, tell us, walk us through that in terms of um, using sound and helping to heal and clear the chakras mm -hmm. or kind of clean up your energy, right? Yeah, so one of the go-to phrases or analogies I give to people is that everything has a voice. Like, we could talk about physically, you know, but there's also the psychological aspect of the voice, the inner dialogue in our head. Um, and I'm sure we felt our mood change in certain rooms or when you go into the forest or you sit by the water, your mood kind of changes and that kind of brings like the poetry of that everything is speaking to you. Mm -hmm. So even in our inner world, inside our body, all of our cells are speaking to us which means that if we can tune in and dial in on this communication happening, then we're becoming more present and participatory and attentive most of all 
on what's going on in our body. And that way we're becoming more open to what we define as an identity. And I think that's what makes people sick these days is that we're very linear with our identity when we're these very multi-dimensional beings with all these different nuances and there's different chapters and there's different parts of our timeline. And what I mean by that is your adolescence, your childhood, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, it still lives within you habitually or cognitively mm -hmm. that it turns into a personality trait. So it's to say that you're not just one person, you're multiple beings coming together as one persona, multiple attitudes, multiple places that it's like a room and you're having all these different um, types of uh, like the 12 dwarves you could say mm -hmm. and they all have like really epitomizing personalities mm -hmm. and they all come into the room and that's how i view people in a way mm -hmm. so how that connects and correlates with my practice with sound is that when i have people in this meditative state and we start pronunciating and vocalizing certain core sounds like uh e o a these may not sound arbitrary as we're familiar with like language with maybe english korean italian chinese but we all come with, we all come equipped with the same tongue, the same jaw, these muscles. It's just based on geographical location mm -hmm. that incubates a language sure. over mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So I say all of this because when we're tuning into our bodies with sound, that means we're allowing things to connect on a level where it reinstates harmony. And we can only really allow ourselves to be in that state when um, we become present with something beyond our own identity. Mm -hmm. So having these sounds play in your body on a scientific level, certain intervals, rhythms, processions, pace, these things actually affect us, like house music compared to jazz music, sure. mm -hmm. it's compared to metal music compared right. to R&B. So if music can hit us like that, then how can we make that medicinal therapeutic? Mm -hmm. So that's something that I've studied deeply into the past like seven to eight years of my life. Mm -hmm. And I've brought that into curation with vocal toning, with drum therapy, um, being multi multidisciplinary artist in music. I've been fascinated with language like I just spoke about here mm -hmm. and combining these languages and finding the core power and essence of why these languages are so powerful. So if I can give an example, like with, um, I love Arabic um, in the Quran, They've done scientific studies where just listening to someone speak the Quran lowers your heart rate, lowers um, a lot of stress, increases dopamine levels. Reading the Quran for a couple of weeks actually lowers your risk of heart disease by three times. And you actually get new neurosynaptic um, growth, meaning there's new brain cells, new connections happening in your brain when you're reading the Quran. So if we're not looking at this culture and looking at this scientifically, then we're looking at these words vibrationally, right. which means certain words have a high frequency or certain right. words have a nurturing frequency or certain words have uplifting, harmonious, grounding. So these are things that I really look into. And this is going full circle to say everything has a voice and everything has a personality. Mm -hmm. So if we could speak, if we could speak that language, then we could also harness that into our own speech and our own essence. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? It does, but it also brings, like brings, brings so many more. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. you go first. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna. I was fascinated with the whole like reading the Quran and how it's been scientifically proven to, yeah. to move those things. I'm sure that there are other texts and other things Absolutely. modalities that do the same thing. But in your practice, like, what exactly is it that you do? Because you know, I we talked about this on the show before. I've chanted the Bija mantras for mm -hmm. my chakras and. It is incredible what happens when you do that consistently mm -hmm. and yeah. the, the sound and the vibration and just the process of doing that. It definitely starts to move things inside right. of you. Um, what is your process when you work with someone? 
Uh, so I do something called energetic alignment sessions, or I even do private sessions where it's just more music-based, but mm -hmm. still based on harmonic resonance. Mm -hmm. And what we mean by harmonic resonance is um, what it exactly sounds like. We're reinstating the, the tone, the energetic frequency in our bodies. So we could find that really popular in the chakras mm -hmm. and how the chakras represent different personality traits like I was mentioning before. Mm -hmm. And they're also pronounced and expressed with different types of phonetics and tones. It relaxes our vagus nerve, but also that resonates most in our stomach and in, um, in between our um, pelvic girdle. High tones, high frequency, chest voices, these things naturally resonate with the heart, the throat. Um, and it's just a, it's like exactly on the play on words when I say head voice, you can imagine why it's called a head voice because I'm using my head, um, the voice, the muscles in my neck and my head to pronunciate and express these tones. So when I do these sessions with people, I've had people tell me they have outer body experiences, they have yes. relapses of trauma or they have insights into things that they didn't really consider or things they've suppressed or oppressed for a long time come up, but it's in a way where we're approaching it with consent and we're approaching it with um, also a conscientious um, meditative approach where as we're building these sounds you're allowing all these parts of your body to connect and if you haven't felt that before it feels overwhelmingly peaceful as I've heard people say. Mm -hmm. Yeah I mean I remember so I had a session with you um, right. yeah. a private session and uh, it was it was intense and it was amazing we went through all these different sounds. And we different went through tones all the different sounds, and I was feeling them, you know, all in my chakras in different ways. Um, and so, one of the things that Becky and I always talk about is how this stuff, A, how we process it, and B, how we integrate mm -hmm. it into our lives, right? And so, you know, there was, the, I had the session with you. It was amazing. I felt um, completely different after the session than when we started the session, right? And, right. and we, we even heard like ghosts or sounds or yes, spirits or, you know, coming in. And, you know, it, that, that whole actual experience when it was happening was incredible. And right? even weeks after you were and then so And then weeks after. So... But a lot of what came up in that session, um, and I could definitely feel it, was in my root chakra and in my sacral chakra. And then, you know, cut to just, you know, a couple weeks later, I'm right. taking my son to school, I drop him off at school, and I decide it's a really beautiful day, and his school is down by the water, so right. I decide I'm going to park the car, and I'm going to take a little walk. And I'm noticing as I'm walking, um, I'm definitely processing and remembering that experience that I had with you in the session. And I could feel myself welling up. I could feel things that just needed to be released. Mm. And then so I thought, okay, you know, this was, this was awesome, but I'm also on a schedule because this is woo-woo in the <laughs> real right. world. Yeah. And I'm going <laughs> to hop in my be. car and yeah, I got to yeah. get to the next thing, which, right. you know, probably was here um, to, the sh to the shop. And so I get in the car, I am at a red light, and I think to myself, oh my gosh. And before I could say that to myself, I'm sobbing uncontrollably. So I had to literally pull over, find a place to park, and um, just sobbing. And the vision that came up was that I was sitting there with my four-year-old self, and I was just hugging her. I was just hugging her and hugging her. and and saying I'm sorry and you know I love you and mm. I wasn't thinking about any of this stuff this was not my plan but that's how we integrate that's how you 
unlodged what was something mm -hmm. that was just so foundational to my core and my root yeah. chakra and the foundation of my life mm -hmm. um, that you were able to bring that forward in a way that was very healing because that needed to be released and I needed to send that on and I wasn't equipped to do that on my own, right? And here yeah. I am doing yeah. all these things thinking that I'm healing, I'm evolved, I'm a, I'm a high vibe person. <laughs> Woo! Um, but it's really messy work and, it, and it's constant and, um, and being open to it, I think, is something that I'm always learning about because mm -hmm. that also means, and it's not scary, but you'll have things that'll just creep up on yeah. you and surprise you, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And it's different for every person. Um, so thank you for that because yeah. I felt a, a really profound, profound shift after I realized, okay, is the sobbing done? Yeah. <laughs> and what do I have in my car? Because like now yeah. I look like a mess and I need to like clean myself up. Um, but it was, it was really, it was really amazing. It was amazing. Um, you know, and I've gone to sound baths, and I've had, and, I've, and I have worked with sound, but for some reason, you took it to a much deeper level in a way that really, like, got down there deep, you Yeah, know? so, like, the energetic alignment session incorporates sound, but I'm also using something called pranic um, movement, where I'm directing energy through my hands, through my breath, and moving it with the sound, so it's, the sound is amplifying the space, but my hands are navigating, moving mm -hmm. it, as well as connecting with your org field and connecting with my org field to channel the messages that may be coming through. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did after with the decompression when we talked about it. Yeah. And I like that you share that story. At, um, you didn't share that at all until now. <laughs> but um, there's something I tell people. I say um, a lot, it's called an energetic alignment session for a reason because in life, things line up for you, but you have to show up. Mm. You yes. can't be lazy. Right. You have to pick yourself up and say, this is my opportunity or mm -hmm. I'm actually just shorting short myself. Right. to grow yeah so I'm glad you actually honored that moment even if you had things to do you know after the forest uh, yeah you found that important and yeah. I'm glad you did that for yourself thanks yeah. yeah yeah and I was gonna say when you were talking about like how the sounds can move and they start to unlock things I mean and you followed up perfectly which is a lot of times the things you don't even know right. you don't even know it's there yeah and that's the amazing thing when you when you work with different practitioners or in different modalities different things kind of get in and you know maybe one softened it up, and, and right. then the next one can kind of <laughs> right. like get in there and land. Right. So it's kind yeah. of it's kind of all encompassing. But um, giving yeah. yourself that time is is so important totally. and hard because, like you said, you were driving and on your way somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And the funny yeah. thing is, Tammy and I were talking like right. I don't know if it was the day that that happened or the day Might after that yeah. happened. But I I had um, one day where I had like I had seven minutes exactly mm -hmm. where I could. I was like, I'm just gonna do a quick little meditation. I had seven minutes. It's better than nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I did four minutes of it was. A song and so I literally had three minutes left and I had this three minute meditation that felt like 30 minutes mm -hmm. where I had a very similar thing where I ended up going back to like 26 year old me and it was one of those things where you're just like I didn't even know like I didn't even know that there was something wounded there like right. I didn't even know 26 year old me was sitting off in the right. corner feeling like oh yeah um so it's so interesting how these different things can come in and how they incorporate totally. and how you how they integrate in your life yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, um, you know, as mystical and abstract our experience may sound, mm -hmm. um, it's, again, when you wake up after these ceremonies or these sessions, it affects the people around you, the way you share beauty, mm. kindness, and also your story that's filled with grief and triumph and tribulations. And one of the most important things I share in ceremony is that 
to lean into that unknown mm -hmm. and you want to revolutionize your story and how can we do that if we don't know how to express it in a way that feels righteous to us yeah yeah, yeah. for sure and righteous doesn't always mean it's pretty or light or easy it just means like you're doing justice to your human being to this right. body you've been given right yeah and even in like mundane settings like box offices or like <laughs> you know being a cleric or a deli it's, everyone has a story everybody yeah. does yeah. you know just as like a short little um build on that mm -hmm. but in kind of a non-spiritual way so and only because it's fresh in my head mm -hmm. um on netflix right now i think it just came out as of yesterday but i had made a note that i wanted to watch it so i had some time uh last night and jonah hill um made this documentary on his therapist his wow. therapist is uh, this guy by the name of Phil Stutz. Mm -hmm. So the documentary is called Stutz. So I highly recommend everybody going and checking out this documentary because um, Jonah felt very compelled to bring the tools of Dr. Stutz out into the world, right? And it's much like these tools that we're talking about. We happen to be talking about um, sound and vibration as a way of tackling trauma and emotion and evolving and growing, right? Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Stutz has these tools um, and it's, it's a fascinating story and relationship between these two that I will not spoil. Okay. But based on what you had said, one of the tools is called Part X. Everybody has a Part X. Mm. And Part X is regardless of who we are, where we come from, what we're dealing with, we all have pain, mm -hmm. um, uncertainty, and um, constant work. Mm -hmm. Those are the three components of part X. And that is basically also our ego coming into play whenever we want to break through something or we want to evolve to a different state or vibe or growth. Um, you know, part X is always going to deal with some pain, some mm. uncertainty, and we have to work on it. And I just thought that that was so interesting. It was like a whole other way to frame it. Particularly if somebody's not spiritual right. or, st mm -hmm. or starting out on this or spiritual journey or aware of it, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, so I definitely check it out. It's, um, it's a really interesting story um, and his tools are amazing because they just correlate so much to a lot of our spiritual toolkit as well. Just like a different terminology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because Jonah Hill, I mean, I don't know if you know, but he was incredibly overweight. Yeah, and they, um, the Hollywood industry wanted to keep him that way mm -hmm. for his the image of, you know, him yeah. as, as a casting actor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it really... Traumatized really, him. Yeah, yeah, really bad. Yeah, growing up in Hollywood. He wanted to lose weight. And yeah. Like, no, you, worth, like yeah. if you're going to lose money, we're not going to hire you. Oh, right. my gosh. It's, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. 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 So, um, and then just a lot of personal trauma, you know, on That's top it. of that. Um, so yeah, so it was really fascinating. So part X. We all, yeah. We've all got it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really important that you mentioned that. And that's why with the session we did, a decompression. Yes. Having a narrative to work with. You just mm -hmm. felt all these visuals, memory sensations, and you may not right. be able to articulate it, but having someone to show you how to let go. Right. Um, there's, a, there's a whole thing where people say, you know, trust the medicine, but like, what if you don't know how to trust the medicine? Right. right. You need someone to hold your hand and be like, I know what you're going through, and let me talk you through it. Let's do something a little more logical that actually feels grounded in your familiarity and your associations. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciated when you said um, maybe people aren't aware of their spirituality yet. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the, the issue with a lot of people is that um, I, I know for myself, like you get so stuck kind of 
in your mind, you know, for work. I mean, the Jonah Hill's a great example, you know, like yeah. I have to do this, 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 and this to make a living, to make it in this world. To, mm-hmm. And then there comes a moment where you're just kind of like, something is off, you mm-hmm. know, and, and for some people that switch to let the heart kind of lead again and let the mind just be the little machine that it is and not be the boss, right? But to let the heart lead again can be very difficult. So uh, I'm curious, like what, I was going to ask you, who comes to you to work with you? Like, what, what are people looking for, or where are they on their spiritual journey, like on the spectrum of things? Like, are they pretty evolved? Because I can imagine some people listening to this might be like, what in the <laughs> world are they talking yeah. about? You know, yeah. like, vibrations and things are moving in your body, and mm-hmm. I don't understand that, and that sounds so completely woo-woo, and that mm-hmm. would have been me, you know, a good 10 years ago, I would have been like, this is nuts, <laughs> you know? Right. This makes right. no logical sense. Right. Um, so I'm just curious, like, who comes to work with you and, and where are they on that kind of zero to ten spectrum of, yeah. like, zero, I think this is absolutely crazy, and ten is like, I'm all in. Like, yeah. I totally get it. Uh, Sometimes, most of the time, actually, most people don't tell me their intention. Oh. I even asked I even asked them, like, what's your intention? It's like, I'm just here to receive. I'm like, all right, whatever that means for you, I'm going to figure that out in the session. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, for example, um, to give you one extreme case, I've had um, a person, he experienced me for my soundscape meditation, and I was talking the same spiel, I'm talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to do a session with you. And he told me he, had, he was going through chemotherapy, and he's actually in the process of getting rid of this uh, malicious tumor. Mm. He didn't tell me where it was, um, and he, t- he didn't tell me how severe it was either. But during the session, I could I scan his body with my hands as I'm breathing and doing some tones, and I could feel his fire on my hands as I'm reaching over his right side of his torso, where his um, uh, liver is, his kidney. And I just hold that space, and I'm just really focused on that. I'm like, that's probably where the tumor is. We, he gets up, and we speak about it, and I tell him, I ask him, like, is like, can I ask you where it is? And he says, right here. And it was, he didn't tell me at all. Mm-hmm. He comes back the next week after doing chemo and he says that the doctors told him there was a significant um, rate of decompression happening with his tumor, basically meaning it got much smaller than what they expected in terms of what regular chemo does. Mm-hmm. And the doctors even told him, like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I haven't seen him since. That's amazing. And I'm pretty sure as well. And from that, to people wanting to visit their deceased relatives, so outer body experiences. Mm-hmm. People, um, maybe you guys watching, and you guys also have heard of ayahuasca. Uh-huh. So people have had relapses of their ayahuasca experience with me just by me singing and like breathing with them, or yeah. even like oh, see, um, yeah. psychological things with depression, mm-hmm. grief, obsessive um, fixations on the past mm-hmm. or the future, anxiety. So from those things, which is considered pretty normal, I guess, in terms of what society's dealing with, to very out there stuff like outer body experiences, ayahuasca relapse experiences, mm-hmm. to meeting your guides, to um, having your third eye activated. So I've I've been requested and also experienced a lot with people wow. in that way. So the energetic alignment sessions. This is my own curation that I've just been refining um, since I was probably eighteen mm-hmm. and. I was really, really uh, a solace person, very much a hermit in that time, and that would be very surprising at 18, you think we were like, at that age you want to explore the world, you know, boy meets world kind of thing, but that wasn't really me, I was just in my own world, pretty satisfied and fulfilled, and doing a lot of the studies that I was mentioning um, earlier, to the point where I became more social, and something was definitely pulling me to be more social, and as soon as I went to like grassroots-based events or community events, things just fast forward and it's 
like very very quickly in terms of going to events to now do sound healing. I've never done sound healing before, so how do I even do that? But I just showed up and did it. And I'm like, okay, I got a little experience in my own reference. Okay, let's make this more structured. Okay, now there's marketing involved and all this stuff. So it just kind of grew on its own, but particularly with the sessions I'm mentioning, it, um, I felt very confident to curate it probably after like five, or five years of just doing toning, learning about the body's meridian, learning about quantum physics, learning about a little bit of neuroscience, psychology, yeah. All these things that, yeah, cymatics, you name it. Like, just but also you had mentioned living in India, so I think you had said that that was a profound experience for you as well, where you learned a lot. Yeah, um, I was already in depth with my liter yogic literature and yogic practice, mm -hmm. but to go to India and to actually ground it into, a, you know, an actual structured way and live a lifestyle where it came from, mm -hmm. like, feeling the land that literally mm -hmm. has curated this for their history and their culture, yeah. I felt that and just... It was an amazing experience just to um, be around so much knowledge and to be around the the place that literally lives and breathes this every single day, no matter where you go. Yeah, like exactly. temples everywhere, chanting yeah. everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yoga happening every morning, and there's yeah, all these mm -hmm. different places just literally living it twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, the complete opposite of the American lifestyle. Yeah, but it's, but it's <laughs> happening. It We're like, how can we fit that seven minutes right. in? Yeah. <laughs> I have seven minutes. Seven minutes I'm driving. I have to nothing. pull over and process and integrate now. <laughs> um, well, huge. I feel like we could talk to him forever, All day. right? Yes. I know. I um, more but we actually have an experience planned yes. um, that we're going to share with our community as well. So thank you so much for chatting all things huge yeah. and thank sound you. and energy with us. Um, and uh, we'll see you around on the flip side. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if you guys have any questions, um, you can definitely find me on Instagram, huge.archetype, or look we'll on my website, huge.archetype.com, and I'm very friendly online, so hit me up. Thank you, Huge. Thank you. Okay. Pleasure. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today, and I hope, and we invite you to slide on over to YouTube, that's Woo Woo in the Real World on YouTube, and check out the cow ceremony if you're curious. See you next time. See you next time.